Oh, good. We're going chasing. Hello, dear, and welcome to... We're going chasing. Hello, no. and welcome to... We're going chasing. Now, we have a lot on the agenda, lads, so we'll cut the chase and get straight down to the business. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of We're Going Chasing. Uh, I'm joined here by Paul O'Callaghan from the Irish Field to preview the Dublin Racing Festival Sunday card. Hi, Paul. How are you? And thanks a lot for coming on. No, Paul O'Kelly, and thanks a million for having us on. I am very well. Just finished up for the weekend with the Irish Field. We've got a, a big paper going to press this weekend and we got the, the Cheltenham Magazine, of course, that is launched. It's going to print next week. So it's all very exciting. And uh, looking forward, we've got a cracking weekend of sport. We were just talking, we got the rugby tonight, yeah. recording on a Friday, rugby tonight. I'm off to, I think you're off for the two days, you're, you're lucky enough to, I'm off for day one of the Dublin Racing Festival, so all's good. Yeah, even like looking at the GA and stuff, Dublin and Mayo tomorrow night in the Gaelic football for our English viewers, Google it. <laughs> but that, that's going to be a big one down down in McHale Park. So um that, that yeah. might be something for a nice viewing in the pub uh tomorrow night. Dublin Mayo, I'll have one eye in the athletic grounds in Armagh to see how me they're getting on up there. We had a bit of a we bit of a slow start now last weekend in Navin against Fermanagh, but um hopefully we'll be keeping our best football till the summer. The weather yeah, is right. Uh, football needs <laughs> needs a strong mead, though, doesn't it? Leinster football needs a strong mead uh, to try and yeah, definitely. Uh, we so. could we could do it a strong mead. Louth are going very well at the minute. Yeah, uh, they were unlucky last weekend, but they're certainly you, you know they're they're there thereabouts. You think this year, Clare, it's hard to know what what you get with them, but definitely I think the yeah we could do it a competitive Leinster again. That's for yeah. sure. Definitely try and try and take one away from Dublin. Right, so Paul, we, we get straight into it. And the first race on the Sunday, the 1240 is the Paddy Mullins Mayor's Handicap Hurdle, uh, a listed race. Uh, so we got Foxy Girl, 7-2, to two, Risk Bell, 4-1, uh, to one, Feet of a Dancer, 6-1, to one, uh, Splashing Out, 9-1, to one, and it's bigger the rest. Then uh, where would you be looking in this race? I'd be looking to take on the favourites with Risk Bell who was, where was she, five and a half lengths behind Seddon at, at Punchestown back in April, then won a, a similar event on day one of the Winter Festival at Fairy House back in December, getting the better of Nustrat. Ran out an easy winner on that occasion and was slightly, dis, maybe disappointing, beaten favourite last time out, but I thought lost very little in defeat to Jatara, who I think has a, a bit of a squeak on day one of the festival. So at a bit of a price, nine to two, I'm seeing here, best price I'd be with Risk Bell. So yeah, for the win, I'm with Risk Bell. And for anyone who, who likes one at a bigger price, Media Naranja, who's currently best priced at 25 to one. There are five places on offer if you are having an each-way bet. But Media Naranja has struggled at this level in the past, but albeit that was on testing conditions, has posted a, a couple of placed efforts on decent ground. I know the official going is soft, but if we get any drying between now and Sunday, Jack Kennedy's on board, has a handy way to 10 stone eight, and Smedia Naranja could be worth a bit of an, a small each way play at 25 to one, but it's, it's risk bell for the win for me. No, that that's, that's fair enough. And I do think it's, it probably is no more so than the Saturday. If, if you want it, you sort of have to try and take on these favorites that like Foxy girl for, for all that she looks really, really well handicapped. She's, Found it a small bit hard to win with, um, and I think at seven to two, I'd like to to take her on as well. And and one I'm looking at is right down the bottom, um, a Sam Curling Horse Idol. Uh, she's she's about best price twenty two to one. She's general sort of twenties, eighteen shot. She was a winner of a handicap hurdle, off a mark of ninety seven, in uh in Punchestown, 
in, in a couple of weeks ago and she only won by by about two lengths that day but it was it was really really snug um i think that a step up in class shouldn't shouldn't be any problem to her she's got a really nice uh race and weight as well on on sunday she's she's off 10 stone philip inright keeps the ride there and she is an improving six-year-old she's only had four starts over hurdles and I think she is something that, albeit she's gone up seventeen pounds, uh, for winning. I'd say she's still better than one hundred and fourteen. Whether that'd be enough to beat something like Foxy Girl that that does look like it's thrown in, I don't know. But, uh, off twenty two to one, six five six places on offer. I think, I think she she's worth a few quid anyway. Um, so that's sort of where I'd be leaning in that race. And uh, moving on to the next one, then. We've got a five-runner affair, which could be four runners, depending if found a 50 runs on Saturday or not, is the Ladbrokes Novice Chase over two miles five. American Mike, Factifile, found a 50, Gaelic Warrior and Grange Clare West. It's going to be a, it was an interesting one to, to price up between uh, Factifile and, and Gaelic Warrior, I suppose. Factifile had been had been favourite all week and, and just with Gaelic Warrior being taken out of the Arkle and put in here, they sort of flipped and you've got about 10 to 11 on Gaelic Warrior, 2 to 1 Factifile, uh, 11 to Grange Clare West and 20s bigger the rest. Uh, where would you look here, Paul? Is it as simple as it's a match? Yeah, it is. I think bar disaster, it is between the top two. And out of those top two, I think fact to file, I'm seeing two to one here. I think that could be a massive price come Sunday afternoon. I thought he was very good the last day. Jumped well. I think Gaelic Warrior, if he can lay up with him early, which I, I'm assuming he will, and just, just annoy Gaelic Warrior as much as he can and, and put him off his game. He jumped very well. So the touch wood, that shouldn't be an issue. And uh, I was very impressed with him the last time out over course and distance and I think he'll take all the beating here I think 2-1 to one is a massive price but fact to file yeah I, I agree with you 100% here I, I'd be looking at at fact to file as well just not even on the prices but ju- just I, I do think he's, he's so much scope and for improvement and like I don't know he can go right to the top or over over novice novice fences this year and, and into next year as well. Um be interesting to see where the pace comes from. I think Grange Clare West will probably try and make it whether he'll have the speed to lie up with Gaelic Warrior, who'll probably want to go forward as well. It will be it will be interesting to see where where that is. And it looks like there probably only will be four runners. I can't see found a 50 run in here. I'd say it does make a bit more sense for him to stay at, at a two-mile trip that he's a grade one winner in. Um but yeah, Factifile was, I thought he was really impressive the last day. And like to say that, like I know, I, I'm completely discounting Grange Clare West and he's a great one winner in his own right. It's mad. Like it just, it speaks to the quality of the other two. And I think if two, seven to four on Factifile, I think he's worth a nice few quid, but I suppose it's, if, if he does, if he does drift out on the day and there's money for Gaelic Warrior, I'd say there will, there will only be one winner there. And uh, just given the, the colors in operation with Factifile, but uh, I, I do think Factifile has the ability to beat him and, and hopefully we see a few quid coming from and uh, and he runs a good race. Uh, so moving on then to the third race in the card, the Tattersalls Ireland 50th Derby Sale Novice Hurdle, grade one over two miles. We've got a cracker here really. Ballyburn is is the the even money four to five favourite. you got Farron Glory who looked like he was going to win a second grade one in the Tolworth over in Aintree on Stevens's day. He's 130. Slade Steel 8 to 1. King Kingsfield who's improving all the time 11s and then 12s the rest. Um, I suppose it, it's hard to look past Ballyburn. Are you siding with him Paul? This is 
Killian, this is one of the races of the two days, I think. I think this is going to be an absolute belter. Tactically, it is fascinating. I think the top two of the top three, I think, are, are better over two and a half. Farron Glory, if he, I'd be with Farron Glory if he hadn't fall last time out. Done very little on approach to the hurdle, just knuckled on landing, but he got a got a really horrible landing. Like he, he turned a, a complete somersault. So it'll be interesting to see what, if any, mark that is left on him. I'd imagine he'll be big. He'll, he'll give the first one or two plenty of light, and and Jack Kennedy then will be hoping to get him into a rhythm then. So if if Farron Glory takes to you know if that fall last time out hasn't left his mark. I think he'll go very, very close. Ballyborn, if it was two and a half miles, I'd be all over Ballyborn. I think he has got a huge engine. But I would have a slight question mark with him over two, two miles. Albeit a stiff two miles, he could go and win by 10 lengths. And even money could look a big price. But I think at the moment, even money is short enough. I thought against Firefox over the two miles at Fairy House, when he's meeting the hurdle wrong, he's, he's slow. He's awkward, which is fair enough. He's a big horse and... As my old boss Henry Daly used to say, for big horses, by the time the, the message goes from the head to the to the feet, quite a you know quite a long time has passed. But when he meets one spot on, or he's he's long, he's very very good. And I just think over two miles here, I could be vulnerable at one that's a bit sharper. And I'm gonna side with Slade Steel from a betting angle. I think Slade Steel again. You could argue. He shapes as if two and a half miles is best trip. He won over two and a half at Navin last time out, looking like he'd nearly get three. You know, he was, he mm. was, a, you know, and he's a small horse. He's probably the smallest of the three, but his heart's in the right place. He gets the job done, rolls up his sleeves and gets stuck in when he has to. Really like that when the horse ranged up alongside him, approaching the last at Navin last, or the second last at Navin last time out. He just put the head down and, and got stuck in and grinded it out. And he won going away. The time before that, he looked a bit workmanlike winning his maiden hurdle. I think that was at Nace. He would have shade cosy at Navin last time out. He, and he will need to improve to take this. But I do think if you watch the replay, he pricked his ears and just was pulling up as he hit the line. Um, so there's still more to come. Two miles on the sharp side for him, but he's best price here at eight to one. I'd be happy to take a chance on on Slade Steel. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, Paul, on on, on, on what, all of what you said, really. Like, Far and Glory, I don't like backing horses off a fall, especially one, one as, as hard as he got the last day. It's just an, an awkward, horrible-looking yeah, fall, wasn't it? It was, and, like, uh, there's no doubt in my mind he was going to to win that race very easily. Yeah. Um, and, like, I think at the time, people sort of said, is the Royal Bond form that strong? And, like, he was definitely franking it, and... King of Kingsfield came out at Christmas and, and beat a real talk horse in Mirza West. And King Kingsfield at 11 to 1, I know he's the Gordon Elliott second string, but I, I think he's the fastest horse in the race. Uh, he has the most speed. Um, and since they've they've ridden him differently, like Jordan Gainford gave him an unbelievable ride in the Royal Bond, and he was very unlucky not to win it, uh, I thought. And since they since they started holding him up and coming with one run late, he seems to be to be a pretty different horse. And uh, I think at eleven to one, I'd be disappointed if all three of the top three beat him. Uh, I think he might beat one of them. I don't know will he win the race, but he might beat one. Um, Slade Steel. We I know we've got Rob Atkinson coming on in a, in a few minutes just after the Dublin Chase, but. He seems to think that maybe he probably is a two and a half miler, but I think he has a bit more speed than than people are giving him credit for. And 
like he's a horse that probably only just does enough as well. I think he's he's keeping a bit to himself there in, in his races. Especially like go back to his bumper, like he won very cozily that day, and and I thought he did as well in Navin, to be honest. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see how he goes back down in trip. But yeah, I think Ballyburn is probably another one of them favourites that like you, you probably just want to take him on. I I'd happily let him win at even money rather than than back him at it, to be honest. So that's sort of where I'd be going there. So the next race on the card and the last one before we, we loop in, Rob, is the the 210, uh, the Dublin steeplechase. And like, I think it's <laughs> Cheltenham and Ascot's loss is, is Leopardstown's gain here, really, with El Fabiolo. And he brings massive star quality to it. He's a 4 to 11 shot. You got Dino Blue, the mayor, uh, 11 to 2. Gentleman to me, the winner of the race last year at eights. Captain Guinness, 14s. And San Roy running another one of these great ones uh, at 66s. Um, very hard to see El Fabiolo beat Paul. Can can you see Dino Blue putting it up to him? No, can't see anything putting it up from. I think the the dangers will be in front. I think Touchwood clear around. You'd love to see him just win and and win well going to you know yeah. cement his credentials at the top of the market for Cheltenham. And um, yeah, you're not just looking for a one beside his name. I think we're going to be looking for something special here, aren't we? Yeah, I, I agree, hundred percent. And hopefully he does deliver. Like I, I know people as listeners of the podcast know I'm a huge Captain Guinness fan and like it wasn't his true run at Christmas but he has no chance of beating El Fabiolo unfortunately Dino Blue is is improving run by run and like she she could give him give him a race but it's 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 hard just hard to see it even with the the seven pound mayor's allowance uh I think he's just he's an absolute superstar and um as you said it'd be great to see him absolutely hose up because after John Bond getting beat we're, we're probably lacking that well, we might if he if he was beat, we're lacking a superstar really in the in the two mile division, and I think that's what everyone wants to see. And um, hopefully they both get there safe and sound because John Bond will will hopefully get back to his best for for Cheltenham, and we can get a great clash on the on the Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. So we might just park it here for a second, Paul, and uh, Rob is just going to step in now to give us a rundown on the Rob Core runners for the weekend. Okay, due to popular demand, Rob Atchison uh, is back uh, ahead of the DRF weekend to, to speak about the Rob Core runners. Uh, big weekend ahead for you, Rob. You have a lot of nice chances in, in the races. Yeah, no, big weekend. Um, we'd be going with a few more each way chances than solid win chances, but if we get one on the board, we'd be delighted. No, that's fair enough. I actually had a very good uh, running order for this, but um, then Bob Ollinger was declared in the Irish champion hurdle, and I, I put that... Put that to bed. So I think everyone wants to know, like Bob Ollinger, uh, what do you think? How is he going? And um, he's going to take his chance on Sunday. Yeah, he's going to run. He's fine at the moment at home anyway, but um, he's always been a good workhorse. So I'd say you can't read too much into that. Um, look, sure, look, everyone, everyone can, he's at the age where everyone has their own opinion of him. They either love him or it seems to be very much people either love him or hate him at the moment. Um, so yeah, look, if he can run, if he can run, if he can run into sort of second place, he'd be delighted. He's gonna be he's gonna be ridden to win the race rather than I've seen a couple of people say he might be ridden to just finish well and finish second. No, he's going he's going to the race to give it a rattler go, a rattler winning it. I personally think it's half a mile too short of his optimum. Um, but yeah, we'll go, we'll give it a rattle and see what happens. He'll probably come he'll probably come around traveling. It depends on how the race works out, really. Like if Fidudere tears off like he did the last day. That'd probably play more to what we want than if 
they go crawl and it becomes a sprint. Like he's ran over two miles twice over obstacles. He's been beaten twice. I know last year he wasn't himself, but he was beaten. If people remember, he was beaten in a sprint by Fernie Hollow. So he'd like some sort of strong pace to aim at. And once you get that, if he's good enough, he'll hopefully, he'll hopefully hit the frame anyway. And Duck State man would be very hard to beat. Yeah, no, and uh, hopefully, hopefully Phil Studery does does tear off. I think, I think a lot of us do want to want to see Bob do well, and it'd be great to see Bob win it. Like the roof would be be tore off the stand if it did happen, and that's just myself. Uh, so next on the list we have, uh, we're going into the juvenile race on Saturday, uh, and we have Cala Conti. Uh, she was a winner of the Grade Two at Christmas, and she takes her chance in the Grade One here. Uh, she does. Yeah, she goes. She was. She was. I think she actually won with a bit a bit more on hand than people are giving her credit for. I know she was getting three pounds off the Kenny Mercar G's, who you know I'd be a big fan of. Like I think I text into the group chat after it. She'll she'd be my fancy for the triumph at sixteens immediately after the race. Like, but um no, it's she's she's a she's a hardy all mare. I don't know whether she'd have pure speed for grade ones at two miles, but I think like there's a couple of races later on in the season, like she will, I can't even even if she does run running this and win this, doubt will go to the triumph with her. I think her big game is probably going to be in May and I'll tie the two and a half mile race that Gallimer so won there. But no, it's 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 open. It's a, it's open to discussion, but sure, she has to get tomorrow out of the way first. But if she's beaten, I wouldn't I wouldn't like be overly disappointed because I don't personally think she's gonna be quick enough for that, for that. Grade that grade of race at that trip. No, that's fair enough. And look, she's had, she's had a good few runs this season, and she's she's ran well, ran well in all of those, even even in defeat in in Fairy House that day. Um. So next horse on the list, then, and the the last one you have in the in the grade ones is uh is Slade Steel, and he takes his chance in in the juvenile hurdle where Ballyburn looks looks difficult enough to beat. Yeah, in the novice hurdle. Or the um, novice hurdle, yeah. Yeah, not your grand. Um. Yeah, it's pretty much going to be saying singing off the same hymn sheet as I was for Cali County. I personally don't think it'd be quick enough for it, but um, I think I know you have a bit of a different opinion to me on it. I think I know, I know the day against King of Kingsfield when he won by five lengths. King of Kingsfield went off, went off like like a mad yoke in front. Like they just the pace he went up up front was mental, and he just kind of fell into a hole. But he did, he did have us off the ride a long way out because of doing that. So I can't, I can see if a similar pace is being run, which it probably will be in a grade one, which has 10 plus runners like that. If there's that many runners, something will tear off. I think I could see him, I could see, I'd be far more likely to see him running, staying on into anywhere between second and fourth. Then I could see him winning it personally, but could be wrong. Yeah, I know. I I know. I I think he's a bit faster than you're giving him credit for, but I do mm. think he's he's similar enough to to in the pocket that he's he's a very strong stayer at two miles, and look, the quicker they go, the the better chance he will have. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully for your sake, they do, they do go a nice clip. Uh, so then moving on to the handicaps, uh, we move to Sunday and and the mayor's handicap over two mile two, Foxy Girl. Uh, she's been well supported this week. Uh, she's in she's into favorite now um how do you reckon she'll go yeah no it's it's been pretty much the target for the year it's been it was the target for last year as well and she got injured and um, she missed she ended up missing it but um 
yeah no no it's it's kind of it's shit her bus time for her now at the moment really like it's she it's, she doesn't get over the line in this she probably just flatters to deceive a bit that she doesn't have as much in hand as we might think she does but look it's going to be it's going to be a proper handicap as all as all the handicaps on Sunday are and look if she can she I'd say she'd probably be our best chance for winner over the weekend now but it's it's a handicap at the Dublin Racing Festival it's never straightforward no, definitely not. And and all the handicaps they are all are really, really competitive. There's there's no mm. Gaelic warrior like like there was last year just, just thrown in to, to win one. Um so uh, in the the three twenty on, on Sunday in the Odriskill's Irish Whiskey handicap chase, you run two. Hartwood is is best price nine to one, and then for the mouse, uh, Indiana Jones is, is twenty-five to one. Um I suppose Hartwood seemingly has has the better chance there, but Indiana Jones was was placed in in a Grade One last year over over novice mm. uh, fences, so he is a classy horse in his own right. He is, yeah. It's and it's funny. It's he went over. He went over the Hall and Gold Cup, and if you look at who won it, he was only fucking. He was only maybe four or five lengths off next year. Donatsu went and won the Grade One there at Cheltenham last week. So it's while and they went. If you watch the race back, they went a relentless clip. Like they they were all crawling, they were all crawling, crawling home nearly. But um, yeah, no, Indy is very much. He's on a finding out mission to, to see whether he gets the trip now. Because I know, for a horse the size of you of him, you think, ah, oh, Jesus, he's nearly, he's desperately step, he's desperately looking for the step up and trip. But just kind of, we tried it a few years ago, and he never really saw it out. So look, we'll see. We'll find out. Hopefully, he does. If he does, it opens up a lot more options for him. He's he'd probably be the slowest two mile chaser that's won a graded event in the world, like <laughs> history. And then they'd just open up more doors. And if not, then we can just stick to the two mile handicap chase route. Um, he might be one for a grand annual or something like that. Uh, then Hartwood, yeah, no, it's the he's been a small bit unlucky, I think. Anyway, and the in the horses he's ran into in the three beginners in Ireland. He's nice he's a nice rating now, one three six. If you go back to his first run of the season where he split um who was it? It was Corbett's Cross and Class the Getaway, was it? Range Clare West. Range Clare West, that was it. That was it. When he split them, yeah, no, it's it's fairly good form now. Yeah. But it's fairly good form, but it's gonna be his first time in the handicap chase. Things might happen a little bit quick for him. He's off a cliche I hate saying, but he's off a lovely race and weight off 10-1 like. So he it'll be it'll give him every chance if he copes with the pace they'll go. Like there's great one horses in it. Like there's they are gonna they're gonna go quicker than he's ever gone in a race before. And if he can hope that he's a right chance, if he doesn't, he'll learn from it. And there's plenty more handicaps coming up in the in the near future anyway. I know I know I was talking to you before this and I was saying saying the exact same thing, but there might be a race. You have the you have the, the novice handicap chase at Punches Town. You have an I saw handicap in Newbury next month. I think it's the first weekend in March. And look, we'll figure something out anyway. But hopefully, hopefully he wins. And he'd probably be our second best chance of the weekend, I'd say. But that said, if he can't if he can't go with the pace they're going at, he has no chance. No, that's fair enough. And then in the last one that's that's been declared in, in Leopardstown the weekend, uh, running the two mile handicap hurdle is Don Tubber. So he's he's grade one placed over 
over that trip? How do you think he'll he'll fare there? He is grade one placed now. It's it's one of those. He was grade one placed. We thought, geez, the dollars, the step up and trip will really it'll suit him now. Um, they ended up going much faster in the dollars than they did in the Royal Band. Like it's he was he was flat out for the first two three hurdles, like and it put him in a very uncomfortable position. He just wasn't. He just wasn't going with it. He was kind of. Yeah, look, it's it's again. It was a hard run over hard. It was the quickest, quickest he ever went. Like they went to crawl in the Royal Band. They went like that's why he was at, he was up in front trying to fucking set the pace. Yeah. Like then in the in his in his main hurdle, it was the same. So he should he should learn a lot from that. He'll they'll probably go a similar pace in a two mile handicap hurdle here. In those good those good two mile handicaps, they normally go off like the clappers and. If he can learn from if you learn from the lawlers how to race a pace, he he should he should have a chance anyway, and then we'll see where we go from there. Yeah, that's great. So that's the that's the whole lot in the Dublin Racing Festival. But you do have a runner in Musselburgh on Sunday in a Pertimps qualifier. Absolute notion. Yeah, he heads. Yeah, up. no, it's yeah, no, he's he's going over to qualify now. We wanted to run with Christmas. In the qualifier in Leopardstown, but the ground went against them. Um, I think it's it's pretty much. I know he has gone very short for the pretense at the moment now. Like I know some people are thinking he's not absolute certainty. He's never he's never finished a race over three miles. He's ran over three miles once and pulled up. Like so, he needs he needs a, a, he's gone to a crazy price now. Considering he's not qualified either. There's I think there's fifteen declared in that race on Sunday. Like. It's not. It's not going to be straightforward to qualify. As some people think it is. Like there's 15. I'd say that's probably been the biggest field. Now I could be totally wrong, but it's probably been the biggest field for attempts qualifier in the UK this season so far. Like, and look, hopefully, once he can finish, once he can finish in the first four, be delighted, and it gives you a chance. It gives you a chance to go to Cheltenham with one you think might be somewhat well handicapped. No, that's fair enough. It actually reminds me of, of a horse. Uh, I don't think anyone will know about Eagle Line. His name was uh, was when Pat Kelly and Philip Reynolds were going for three in a row in the pretemps. Uh, he was he could have been six to one for the race, and he hadn't qualified. He ran in a qualifier and got hammered. Uh, so yeah. plenty of people that backed him at six to one. I'd say running bigger maybe, and he wasn't yeah. quite. And you know it's burnt fingers there like it wasn't myself now thankfully but um, yeah mm. plenty of burnt fingers there so. Kelly, you're so you're some man you, you managed to get uh yeah a, pa, a fucking pat kelly and philip reynolds reference in to every episode i'm surprised <laughs> i'm surprised you haven't you haven't got percy in yet give me a chance <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we're, we're not we're not done yet because we do have to go to your nap of the weekend um I don't think Pat Kelly and Philip Reynolds have one, so I don't know what you're what you're thinking of there. Uh, of our own, because I think Foxy Foxy Girl would be our best chance. But it's look, we've never had we've never had a winner at the meeting. We've never. It's I think it's I think it's the one major festival we haven't had a winner at, and we're fire, I know we're firing a lot more darts than we have done before at it this year. But jeez, oh, if you can get one on the board, you'd be delighted. I'd say she'd probably be our best chance. Yeah, and then in terms of a whole weekend nap, is there anything that stands out to you? Um, as a whole weekend nap, is there anything? I 
I'm on, I backed Karajis a couple of weeks ago at 8 to 1. I think she's in 13 to 2 or 6 to 1 now or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I was really, as said earlier on, I was really taken by her running Leopardstown. I think people people are underestimating her a small bit now. Like if you actually watch her, if she, if she settles and did she's basically three pounds better off with us now, like she, she should fucking finish a few lengths in front of us anyway. That's what I think personally. But yeah. and if not, <clears throat> if not, then hopefully. And if you finish a few lengths in front of us, I'd like to think she won't be too far away from winning it. No, that's, that's so hopefully. Awesome. She'd she'd be she all of, of the ones that aren't there, it's, I'd be relatively sweet. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Look, Rob, thanks a lot for for dropping on. I know you'll be might be back for another one pre-Cheltenham, so um, we'll, we'll try and hold you to that. But um, look, best of luck the weekend, and we'll, we'll see you in Leopardstown. Yeah, spot on. Thanks, Gillian. Uh, so th- many thanks to Rob for coming on there and, and giving us giving us a run-through of uh, the Rob Core runners for the weekend. Uh, hopefully they have a bit of luck and, and get a couple of winners. Uh, so, Paul, the next race that's on our agenda is the Chanel Pharma Irish Champion Hurdle. And like, this is this is one of the races of the weekend too, isn't it? It's... State man one to three, Imperia Pass nine to two, Bob Ollinger sort of general ten to one, Echoes and Rain twenties, and Phil Dudery is is a hundred to one. Um, very hard to see State man beat for all, for all. I'd love to see Bob Ollinger win. It's it's going to be it's going to be a very difficult task. And uh, State man's is one of the best horses in training. It's just unfortunate he's came along at the same time as Constitution Hill. But is it as easy as State man adds another Irish champion hurdle pop? Yeah, sure it is. Look, he, he best honeysuckle fairly easy in the in the race last year. Then was no match for, for Constitution Hill, as the price suggests there. Seeing best price one to three, bar disaster he wins. Like I'm sure Bob will have his Imperial Pass there, second choice in the betting, but I'm sure Bob will have his his followers at, at a price and I'd say Leffertown would be absolutely hopping if Bob came home in front. But um yeah, I think on route to Cheltenham you'd like to see again, you'd like to see Stateman cement his credentials and somewhat give give Constitution Hill something to think about. But yeah, we'll we'll leave that for another day. I think he could be struggling in that department, but he should be taking this on Richard Chell. Yeah, I agree with you there. And like as as I said to Rob just there a couple of minutes ago, like the, the roof will be torn off the stand if Bob Ollinger wins and that'll just be myself pulling the roof off. <laughs> anyone else there. But uh yeah, I think he's he's a huge price at, at 10 to 1 and maybe like if you, if you wanted an interest in the race, my, my angle might be I might do a match bet against uh, Imperial Pass and, and hope he he's look he's going to be ridden cold enough like like he has been this season and, and try and come with run run, I'd imagine. So um hopefully he can beat Imperial Pass and if he does beat Stateman, we'll we'll have a party, right? So the first handicap or the second handicap of the day, and it's it's a handicap chase over Two miles, five furlongs is the three twenty, and it's it's a real competitive race. Um, at the top of the betting we got, I know the way you're thinking, six to one, James de Burley, thirteen to two, meeting at the waters, the Paddy Power winner, sevens, Hartwood, nine to one, and then it's twelves, the bigger the rest. Um, real tough race to, to go through, Paul. Uh, I was I, I had a good look at it today, and it's 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 very hard to find something that's that like there's a lot of horse in there that could be really well handicapped. Um, where was your eye drawn to? For the win selection, I'd go James de Burley. Guess the tentative nod. He was about eight to one earlier on when I was looking at this mm. race. Now best price is thirteen to two. Um, ran well for a, a long way last time out. Was made plenty of use of. He's 
in the end, he, he dropped out to finish fourth. He was beaten around about 10 lengths by meeting of the waters. Before that, he was well beaten by classic getaway at Thurless at the end of November. It's interesting, Daryl Jacobs at Leperstown. I never really get the relationship between Daryl and, and Willie and whatnot, but Daryl has ridden this horse on, on his most recent starts. He's at Leperstown. P Town then takes over on Sunday afternoon. I, I just I, I don't know if Willie's just trying to throw a last you know last dart at the at the board here with James de Burley to get a, a win a one beside his name. Um so for that reason I think to drop back to two two miles and five and a half furlongs, I think Will is a plus. So it could be short enough at the prices at 13 to 2, but I'd be happy to take the favourite on with James de Burley. Um plenty in then at bigger prices. You got Fakir mm-hmm. Duderi. Mark Walsh on board, top weight 11 12. Interesting, the connections are often not to claim off, off him, suggesting that he, he ought to be competitive off that weight. Um, top Phil Ben, I know he's not, he's not getting any any younger, but good trainer in Phil Kerr. But used to ride for Phil when he first started training. Um, would know the time of day. Top Phil Ben, he's been round the block at this stage, but he's one in his best form. If he comes here in, in decent form, there'll be plenty of extra places. If you're having an each way bet, Topville Ben could be worth a small each way bet. It's best price 40 to 1. And also Vanillier, second in the Grand National at Aintree, has rock solid on his best form. He's pretty solid. He's enough weight there at 11 3, but he's top price at 50 to 1. Could be another each way selection. So that's Topville Ben and Vanillier for the each way plays and James de Berle for the win. No, that's fair enough. And top Phil Ben ran a cracker in this race last year off the same mark. He was he was beaten three lengths by the Goffer. He's back in third. Um, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a real real tricky affair now, to be honest. And like there's there's a there's like there's a lot of horses now. I I've I have i have in in trackers and stuff, and it's just hard to try and separate them. But good time, Johnny, for Tony Martin. He was a winner at this meeting a couple of years ago over hurdles. Um, he he won the the three-mile handicap hurdle. He was the Pertemps winner last year. Um, he's had four starts over fences. He's been given a mark of 133, which is nine pounds below his, his hurdle mark. Um, I d- don't think he's been trying too hard over over fences so far um, on a handicap debut. He was beaten 37 lengths by by Pat's Choice in a handicap at Nace. What, over two what are you miles. trying to suggest? What are you trying to suggest, Kenny? I don't think he's never stopped a horse in his life, Tony Martin. <laughs> but uh, maybe this horse hasn't put his best foot forward. But going back up and trip, um, and he used he used uh, a two mile trip to sharpen up the horses jumping last year in in Leopardstown before going to Cheltenham and winning the Pretemps. Um, he ran him against Gaelic Warrior in the in the Liffey handicap, and like it seems it could be a similar type of thing done here. He's 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 ran him over two miles. Uh, in Nace and going back up in trip now he probably does want further but um I think he is does have a good chance and if there's a, if there's a few quid for him um he'd be well worth the go and then, then another one I was looking at is his lucid dreams for John Ryan I think he's an absolute smashing horse he's it's great for John to get, get a horse of his quality and he, he ran really well behind um Uncle Ben in the Dan Joe Moore handicap or Uncle Phil in the Dan and Joe Moore handicap in, in Ferry House last time he's beaten three lengths. Going up in trip, he probably does need to settle a bit better, but like he's he's a horse that definitely still has has scope for improvement. He is a nine year old, but he's he only met his race course debut in March um of this year, which is 
now he's had plenty of runs in classic John Ryan fashion. He's 15 runs since, but um, I, I do think he 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 can still improve. And Liam Quinlan takes off a useful five pounds. I think it is good for the horses down lower in the betting to have um to have Fakir Dudery there to sort of con to condense the way it's like lucid dreams is 10 stone 10 minus the, the five pounds so like that that's a huge boost there and you'd be wondering is jp using it for a percival de Galois there uh the seven-year-old for gavin cromwell he's 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 running from from out of the handicap but by three pounds but connor stone walsh has taken off five so he's in theory he's he's, he's racing off a, a rate a weight of nine stone 12 so like JP's done this sort of thing before by running running a top weight and a handicap to to sort of get a nice racing weight on one. And if there was money for the likes of a Parcival Galois, it would it would speak volumes and it might be worth uh, getting involved with him. So the second last race then on the card is the Timeless Sash Windows handicap hurdle uh, over two miles. Again, another really competitive handicap. And I think I speak for everyone. I think any handicap in the Dublin Racing Festival, they're all very hard to win and they're all really competitive this weekend. Uh, we got Magical Zoe, the mayor for Henry de Bromhead. She's best price, 13 to 2. Uh, Attaboy Charlie, a winner of Christmas for Edward Cawley, is, is best price, 7s. On Tubber, uh, bringing the grade one Far and Glory novice form to the table is 8 to 1 and it's 10s bigger the rest. Um, Paul, tough race. Um, wouldn't like to be needing one of these to get out now, but uh, what would you think here? No, I side with Magic Tricks, um, who ran out a, a good winner under young Carl Miller at Down Royal in a, a listed hurdle back in November. Got the job done nicely on that occasion, and then I thought ran pretty well at Fairy House. Ended up finishing fourth in a, a similar event last time out. That was on the I think that was on day two of the the Winter Festival at Fairy House. Won, that was in a race won by Common Practice, was in the lead actually approaching the last and then just tired to finish fourth. So I think if the legs hold up, I think Magic Tricks, young Carl Miller, he's been on board the, the last couple of runs, I think can outrun his odds of, of 16 to 1. No, that's fair enough. And that that's he's a very consistent horse as well, and he's been running really well. Um one I like is is the a mare in the race, Zenta for Willie and JP McManus. Um, she was a grade one winner over hurdles last year in in Aintree, beating Bowes in it by a short head. Previous to that, she'd she'd been beat only beaten two lengths by Lozzy Mouth in the in the Triumph hurdle. Um, she's back over hurdles after I, I thought it was still a decent run. Um, on on Chase debut in a, in a grade two down in Cork, she's beaten by Silent Approach, who's a really really likable mare. Um, her maker was second, who's a very very nice horse too, and she's won since. So. It'll be interesting to see um how she fares back over hurdles. Um Jodie McGarvey takes the ride there. She's she's best price 10 to 1. Mark of 138. I'd I'd say she could still she could still improve uh on that, given the fact that like look at look at what Lozzie Mouth has done done last week over over in Cheltenham and Gallimar saw the horse in second one over in France. So you you would imagine Zinta will will give it a fair rattle anyway. Um and then another one at, at maybe at Bigger price than that is a is another Tony Martin horse, uh, Nibiru. Um, I think he's he's a horse that um he ran well in this race last year. He was he was second to Gaelic Warrior, and like I know some of his subsequent runs haven't been great. Um, and he does have a lot of sort of a double figure one um, numbers by his name, but he could be just primed for this again and. 
He's running off a one-pound mark higher than last year. Um, Philip Inright takes the ride again. And down towards the bottom of the way, it's off, off 10 stone four. There's no Gaelic warrior in this race. And like he did go off 40s last year, so he wasn't even punted. So like if you do see him at that, that sort of price again, he could be, he could be trying, he could be off and like he did run well last year and I think course form is, is a big plus there for him. So it'd be nice to see him run well at a big price. Uh, so the last race then we have on our list here, Paul, is the Coolmore National Hunt Stars EBF Mayor's Flat Race Grade 2. Um, Again, as I said to the handicap, I wouldn't like to be betting on this to try and get out for the weekend and, and break even, even, but Aurora Vega, um, uh, full sister to, to Facile Vega and the daughter of Cuega, she's 7-4 to four shot. Mangiabello, 11-2. Flora de Fussel, 7-1. to one. Um, Femme Magnifique, 8-1. to one. And then Baby Kate, the, the daughter of Augusta Kate, is 9-1. to one. You got bigger the rest then. Uh, I wouldn't be too big on punting and bumpers, Paul. I don't know about yourself, but is there anything here that you think is, is a great chance? I think the favourite wins. I think 7-4. to four. If I was having a good scot on one now, Aurora Vega would be getting it. Seven to four, I think it'll be a big price. She's three from three, perfect three from three. She looks a cut above average. And uh, yeah, she was very good. I thought at Goran Park last time out. She takes the beating here. And like I said, I'll be surprised if she goes off. I don't think she'll go off bigger at, at seven to four. I think she'll be backed into possibly a shade of odds on, I think. Um, one other price, if you had to try and take her on, I think baby Kate, she was a good winner. I, I don't think she'd be good enough, but she might just be sneak a place here. I thought she, she was pretty good at got the job done at Cheltenham at their open meeting back in November. She might just sneak a place here for, for Barry O'Neill. But um, yeah, I think they, they'll have their work cut out to get the better of Aurora Vega. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you there. I think the, the form she's shown is, is is by far the best on offer so far. And like, I think if, if like the two, if she'd only ran in the two summer races and she was coming here a seven to four shot, I'd be saying take her on all day that, you know, summer form, you have to sort of take it on. But she, she, she won on real testing ground down in Goran Park and she's proved she can do it on, on a, on a nicer surface and that, that, that testing ground as well. So she should take all the beating, but I, I'd agree with you on baby Kate as well. Um, I think she she was she was impressive in Cheltenham, and it's interesting that she's she's sort of down the pecking order. Barry O'Neill takes the ride there, so it was just interesting to see that that he ends up getting there because he wouldn't have a lot of bumper rides for for Willie. So oh. you'd be nearly hoping if like I was hoping it'd be Jody Townend that that would get up on on Baby Cash, but unfortunately it's not. And then won it just a bigger price than that is uh, a point to point winner for Bective Stud, uh, Gordon Elliott, Hollybrook. Uh, I think she she was. Very impressive in her point to point, and I don't know, maybe she mightn't have the speed for this type of bumper, but you know, it's 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 fancy connections, and they're, they're running one here on, on debut in a grade two, and she, she might outrun her odds, but uh, I think it's Willie's got the top five in the betting or four of the top five in the betting, so um, he probably will win it. Um, so yeah. if you if you put a gun to my head, I, I'd be back in Aurora Vega, but I give baby Kate a squeak as well. So that brings us to the end of the Sunday's preview. Um, I want to thank Paul for, for coming on and sharing his thoughts. And just before you go, then we might just get your your nap of the day on the Sunday. And then if there's anything else you fancy across the weekend. Nap of the day on Sunday. To, let me see. For a nap, I would maybe go. For a nap, I think Rispel 
in the, the first race on the Sunday. I'm looking at that Ballyburn race and I can't, I think. I think it's fascinating and I'd love to stick my neck on the on the line there, but I think the I think the, the Rob Core horse just like you said might be more suited with the two and a half mile. And like we said, Ballyburn could go and win by ten lengths and you'd be going to what was he on about two miles? Stiff two miles around Leperson. <laughs> but um I just think two miles two miles Ballyburn may be vulnerable to something that might have a, a quicker turn of foot in the closing stages. But um yeah, I'm gonna I think Risk Bell will, will take a, a bit of beating in the twelve forty on Sunday. And elsewhere on the weekend, I think Jatara in the first on Saturday. I've seen a bit of money for, for Jessica Harrington's charge. She was about the four to one mark. She's now eleven yeah. to four. Rachel's on board. She's a, a little cracker, I think. And uh, I think even at eleven to four, she'll take a bit of beating. And from a, a visual sorry. No, go on, you continue. From a visual uh, perspective on Saturday, I'm looking forward to watching Marine National. I hope we see something special there. Yeah, no, definitely. And just going back on Jatara, I think she's been sort of steadily punted the last couple of weeks as well. I remember seeing 14, 16 to 1 about her. So okay. people have got on and, you know, she's, she does have a great chance and she's she's been backed into second favourite now as we're, as we're talking. In terms of my nap for Sunday... I give a vote to fact to file. I just think he's an absolute cracker of a horse, and like I could look foolish here now, but um, I do think he'll beat Gaelic Warrior, um, even over this trip. And I think if they went up to three miles, I'd be really more confident. But over over two and a, two miles five, almost two miles six, I I'd be going with fact to file there, and then something at a bigger price, um, maybe a good time Johnny, um, in the in the handicap, uh, the three twenty. And like you, that I, I do hope we see some big performances from the likes of Marine National, Gallop and the Champs, El Fabiola, like really cement themselves at the head of the markets for Cheltenham. So anyway, Paul, I'd like to thank you again for coming on and hopefully we'll uh, we'll we get a few winners for ourselves and I hope you enjoy the day at Leopardstown tomorrow. Super. Likewise. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thank you. It's how they start the